And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. It is 3 o'clock. Stay tuned next for Cover to Cover Open Book. Open Book with Poet to Poet. I'm your host, Nina Serrano. My guests today are three outstanding poets from the Revolutionary Poets Brigade, Sharon Dubiago, Alejandro Murguia, and Agneta Falk. They'll be reading from their poetry and we'll learn a little about the Revolutionary Poets Brigade and hear a calendar of upcoming literary events. 
The revolutionary poets put out a call to all poets, ending with these words, quote, As artists, we want to create a revolutionary poets brigade to respond to the demands of the moment, provoking the future out of the confused minds of today, inspiring with passion of the living word in preparation for development on a wider and larger scale of the uprising, the action that will overthrow the system of greed and exploitation. As a network, we could be present and participate in popular resistance that's going on around us by holding poetry events, by reading and speaking at demonstrations, and by publishing broadsides and pamphlets. Join us. The Revolutionary Poets Brigade call ends with a quote from Walt Whitman. Quote, Camarados, will you come travel with us? Shall we stick by each other as long as we live? So, true to their words, these fine poets have appeared at various events. I most recently heard Sharon Dubiago and Agneta Falk read outside of the San Francisco City Hall at a rally for the elimination of violence towards women and girls, and Alejandro Murguia at a May Day celebration, 21 Lines for May Day, at the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. And there are other members appearing at other venues. They're spreading the word. This afternoon, we will focus on these three brigade members. Welcome, Sharon Dubiago. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And welcome, Alejandro Murguia. Gracias, Nina. Gracias. De nada. And welcome, Agneta Fall. Thank you so much. Well, Sharon, let's begin today's reading with you. Sharon Dubiago, you're a native Californian and a longtime activist poet of the whole West Coast. Your book, Love on the Streets, Selected and New Poems from the University of Pittsburgh, was published at the end of 2008. And your long-awaited memoir, My Father's Love, Portrait of the Poet as a Young Girl, is just out from Wild Ocean Press in San Francisco. Uh, thank you. Um, this first poem, I'm happy to read on this station. <laughs> it's for the hip-hop generation, and I originally wrote it in 1976, and then I had to keep, I kept updating it, um, 1993, and then I updated it last in 2005, and you'll hear why. It's called Hip-Hop Hopi Hope. The Hopi believe the revolution will happen when there are many homeless people on the roads. The Beats believe this too, Snyder and Kerouac and the Dharma Bums. These people will be known by a name that sounds like Hopi. Hobo is from Hobo, French for Hey Boy, a 19th century call of greeting among American vagrants and American women from the back porches of their farmhouses calling to the hoe and rucksack men tramping by on the roads and tracks to hire them. A French boy through the harumed girls to the hungry American boys beating the roads, bow, boy, bum, bohemian, beatnik from the Beatitudes meaning happy, Hopeful, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek and the hip-full mothers. Gypsy is from Egypt, which is really Greek and pronounced Ehip, Ehip son. He and her and their son, ho, hippie, is a Sioux word meaning he is there, she is here, they are everywhere. Holy, 
happy, homo, hep cat, hipster, hippie, homie, helpless, homeless, ho, hippity hop, hop along, bebop, and hopscotch to I and I from Babylon to hip hop. Oh, Hopi, let us hope. <clears throat> This is Loving Che again. I wrote it in Berkeley in 2005. It was delightful to see lots of young people with Che t shirts. <laughs> Loving Che again. I fall in my little bed, my narrow slot on the floor, find my left hand has found my right, is holding it tenderly, solemnly. A wing flies out the left side of my heart, from the right side that is hurt. My wing stretches for all, from my little self that comes in on the right. My little heart comes in on the right, rightfully so. But when it caves in, it flies out the left side righteously. And this is Abu Ghraib, Guantanamo Bay.、Um, torture is back in the news. You know, the Bush a m e n d m e n What was today's news? The Obama administration uh, uh, has uh, 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 agreed to continue the Bush administration's policy of assassinating Americans on suspicion that they are terrorists. <clears throat> you can't unring the bell, he admonished, meaning 1948 Israel. So all these bells are ringing. Nazi, kamikaze, waves out into the universe forever. And I have seen you as you were never meant to be seen. Anyone who peers into the face of God dies. That was my girlhood religion. Now I'm made a war criminal. You can't unring the bell. I am complicit with this front page. So what do I do, O、oh、male, having seen beautiful you? Apologies, apologies. How dare I say such? But beautiful, yes. Your face is beaten, but not beyond recognition. Am I to turn away and say I didn't see you naked and bound together, your tortured living flesh? Am I to say tears didn't wail for seeing the beautiful boy, beautiful son, beautiful father, beautiful brother, beautiful husband, beautiful lover? Am I to say I didn't see God? I kiss the torture my words cause, this humiliation I swallow, this violation your God will further punish you for. Strike me dead on the spot. This is why this is happening to you. My fault. I guess I kiss you anyway. I love you. I run my hands down all of you. Veil against our depravity, against our God doing this to your God. A prayer that you weren't, aren't further pissed. Leave you on the waterboard. Your broken knees I go down to. Sorry. Sorry. The electrodes on your genitals. This is not to arouse you against your manhood, but to drink our bleach and acid water forced down you. Now toxic waves forever. My mother's son, my sister's boy, my children's grandfather, my lost soulmate, my Ishmael, my Israel, your decapitated head rolling away, our grandson packed in ice, nameless in a secret prison. Oh, holy, holy, I step through all our gods. I know who you are. I know what my country is. I kiss you alive. I do not die. I make you again in my body. I give you my breast, warm, sweet milk. I kiss the bruises, the burns, drilled holes, cable rapes. Castrations, broken femurs, stretched spines, crucifixions. I take the blindfold off. Oh, holy face, I recognize. I do not die. Oh, holy body, I pray this past our violation of all. A bell ringing forever, too. You just heard 
Sharon Dubiago reading her original poems. Alejandro Murguia, can you please share some of your poetry? Yeah, absolutely, Nina. But I would like to take a moment to um, comment a little bit on what uh, Sharon Dubiago just mentioned, that the Obama administration will now uh, continue as the Bush administration uh, the policy of assassinating Americans who are suspected of terrorism. So I'm wondering, and I'm only wondering, I want to be real clear about this, will they now, the Obama administration, assassinate Henry Kissinger? Or how about Luis Posada Carriles, who blew up an airliner? Or even John Negroponte, who uh, distributed the infamous uh, hit manual on how to assassinate doctors and students and teachers and labor organizers. I'm just wondering... Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that wouldn't be the beginning of your next poem. <laughs> well, it actually deals with another... A poet who was uh, assassinated by fascist, and of course everyone everyone knows the story of Federico Garcia Lorca, and this poem actually appears in English next month in um, Left Curb, but because we're in Califas Aslan, I'm going to read it in Spanish. Porque me da la gana, el sueño de Lorca. Me cuentan que tu clavícula es una estrella sobre Andalucía, que tus melancólicos metacarpianos aún aprietan un terrón de arcilla, que tus caderas jamás han cesado de gozar, así en La Habana como en New York, y que en las cuencas de tus ojos han brotado pequeñitos claveles con olor a tu cuerpo, que tu quijada es la voz de todos los sospechosos, desgraciados, insultados y fusilados. Que la tierra arrulla tus huesos, Federico, frágiles como alas de colibrí. Así me lo contaron una noche plateada las hormiguitas rojas que duermen en tu cráneo. You just heard... Alejandro Murguia, reading his poem about Locker. Alejandro, do you have any upcoming readings to tell us about? Actually, there's a fabulous uh, reading coming up on Sunday, February 28th. It's going to be a po poetry benefit in support of the reconstruction of Haiti and the people of Haiti. And it's featuring some of the great poets of uh, our time in the Bay Area, beginning with Lawrence Ferlinghetti, Ishmael Reed, uh, MacArthur Fellow, uh, Boadiva, who was in Haiti during the earthquake and has just returned, uh, Janice Mirakitani and Deborah Major, both of them former San Francisco Poet Laureates, the great Al Young, California State uh, Laureate and Haitian drums and music and a bunch of uh, other poets and that's at 1.30 p.m. Sunday February 28th at Glide Memorial Church and of course everyone is welcome and we expect a huge crowd that day. Sounds very exciting. Agneta Falk you translate into many you've been translated into many languages including English what's your native language Swedish 
I'm, I'm Swedish born, but I lived uh, outside of Sweden for more than 40 years, in fact. And my first book in English was published in England. It's called Here by Choice by Trigram Press. And since 1998, I lived in San Francisco. And you've been quite active, co-editing an anthology, The Long Pale Corridor, in 1996, writing It Is Not Love, It's Love in 2000. And now, your latest two books, She, which was published in Los Angeles, and Heart Muscle, published in Italy, both in 2009. Can you please share some of your poetry with KPFA listeners? My pleasure. And the first poem I'm going to read is actually from Heart Muscle. It's called Otherness, and it's about otherness in every sense, race, gender, whatever. Otherness. It's not because I don't love you that I can't see your face. It's just that I can't face your face without eliminating mine. When you look at me, I turn away, so I don't quite notice your eyes. If only I could look at you without you looking back at me, I could begin to see you, discover the curve of your lips resembling mine, that on a slope of your cheek runs a river as deep and dark as the one I grew up near, as shallow and dry. And maybe... If you dad look back at me and saw your tears filling my eyes, we could begin to replace that never-ending fear with love. The next poem is from It's Not Love, It's Love. And it's a poem that was it's very important to me. It's uh, dedicated to a young prostitute, Dawn Shield. And, but really, it's dedicated to all young girls who have been forced into prostitution. Shivering Mountain. He tells her he loves her and beats her heart. Every bruise a deepening on his skinny ass, her just-formed breasts. You understand, he loves her, and she knows that as she steps into the dark, damp night, sliding in and out of cars, her tiny body a slot machine. You understand, he loves her, and she knows that, to the sound of a panther's sigh, her childhood laughter disappearing down her throat. They found her in a ditch, with sludge in her hair. Her epitaph reads, Time of death unknown, place of death unknown. You understand he loved her. You understand she believed him. And finally, I'm going to finish with a poem I wrote last. And it's a poem to Haiti. And it is called Those We Don't See. It took the earth to open its jaws and swallow some of its people, to quake us open to the pain and suffering of the people of Haiti, to what had been built on sand, to false promises flattened and crumbled. And yet, these amazing, gracious people who ended their own slavery, who stood tall in adverse climates, used, abused, forsaken, 
enter through our television screens into our hearts. And we know only too well that now is the time to give without strings, but put the light back in our eyes, to guard the right to put our own seeds back in their soil, to give back what was taken, to reforest the land and soul, replace ancient sorrow with deep foundations. Oh, may the gentle rain moisten Haiti's roots with a better future for all, so we can begin to feel those we do not see. You just heard Agneta Falk reading her original poetry. Sharon, I wonder if you could read us that other torture poem you had. Well, it's uh, called um, Maybe the Revolution, and um, it's dedicated to Aggie Falk. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was said on June 11th, 2006. And here um, she is, ready to receive it. Just, she, oh, uh, while I was writing this poem, she said it. Just go out and stand in the street. I know this. I know this would work. <laughs> I love your poem, listening, excuse me, maybe the revolution. I know your poem, insisting good will return. We have to have faith. But now is bad. At the Foreign Film Festival Awards, the filmmaker of The Road to Guantanamo broke down on stage mid-acceptance speech and sobbed and didn't quit sobbing. Maybe this is the revolution that we all break down, start crying, and not stop. The next day, three men at Guantanamo Bay were found hanged, and a poet friend took the opportunity to inform me of my lifelong misuse of hung for hanged. I didn't want to believe this, especially for my published poems, but the headlines confirmed the King's English, three terror suspects found hanged. I like what you say, they're just idiots, not evil, just going for the bucks, the proper English. But these days, the opposite keeps insisting. This is a well-planned, long-planned coup. What do we do about those just going for the bucks? My, my daughter called me to her laptop to show me Guantanamo after Afghanistan. Hun hundreds of young men hogtied face down. So shocking, I still marvel that any of us are still standing. Maybe this is the revolution that we all break down and not get up. My grandfather was the hangman of Globe, Arizona, disinherited by his Confederate father for marrying my grandmother, whose grandfather was Union. His training to be a doctor cut short, but which got him starving, the only job he could find. He hanged his fellow man for bucks, ruining himself and assuring the ongoing family ruin, especially our bucks, our English. Maybe the revolution is finding the names of everyone he hanged. Tell me again. O king of my tongue, I hang a man, I hanged a man, I hung a bunch. Tell me the good your proper is. Maybe the war would end if we all start wailing, like the women at the funerals of their children we've bombed, like the women who haven't taken off their black clothes in years, because every time the mourning is completed, another love is killed. Maybe the revolution is to tear at our clothes, to screech and wail, fall on our backs, everyone gone mad, like the Afghani man this week, with his car in our streets, the blood running in the streets. Maybe that's the revolution, tears that, like labor that can't be stopped, crying and crying, the whole world not getting up. Imagine that sound, everyone sobbing, that correct language, tears running. Maybe that's the revolution. The tears running, the tears running, the tears running in the streets. 
You just heard Sharon Dubiago reading her own poetry, and that was dedicated to Agneta Falk. Agneta, do you have a short poem to answer? Yeah, I have. Well, it's it's actually it's a dedication to a wonderful woman who is no longer with us called Queen Transilla, who lived on the streets in North Beach. She was amazing. Wrapped in rags on the sidewalk in North Beach, sleeping through the elements, piercing blue eyes in a weather-burned face, with a voice like a resonance from a barrel of finest silk. It's you I bend to listen to, those sparks released like wild birds, so simply complex, so dazzling in their flight from your palate. Whichever way you turn your story, from whatever throne you've climbed, we are on our knees at your twinkle of command as you advise young girls how to spell Nietzsche. Homeless dancer with all the trappings of light and wind spinning a universe from a paving stone of sheer genius. You just heard Agneta Falk reading her own poem. I want to thank all three of the Revolutionary Poets Brigade, Sharon Dubiago, Alejandro Murguia, and Agneta Falk, for bringing us their wonderful words. And now for a calendar of upcoming literary events. Mayor Gavin Newsom last May introduced Diane De Prima as the city's fifth poet laureate. Poet prose writer, playwright, and teacher, Diane De Prima is the author of 44 books of poetry and prose, including the newly expanded version of Revolutionary Letters, which she read here on Open Book on this program two years ago. Her work has been translated into over 20 languages. Born in Brooklyn, New York, in 1934, Diane De Prima lived in New York and became known in the beat movement. For the past 42 years, she's lived and worked in and around San Francisco. She took part in the activities of the diggers, doing street performances and delivering free food to 25 communes three times a week. Studied meditation at the San Francisco Zen Center with Suzuki Roshi and raised her five children. On Friday, February 19th, Diane De Prima and the three previous Poet Laureates of San Francisco, Devorah Major, Jack Hirschman, and Janice Miracatani, will read from their respective works. A host of noted San Francisco poets, including Alejandro Murguia, who you just heard, will also offer poems. That's at the Mission Cultural Center in San Francisco. The event is free of charge, and the seating is on a first-come, first-served ba- first basis, and that's Friday, February 19th. Doors open for a no-host bar and book sale at 6 p.m., and the program begins at 7 p.m. at the Mission Cultural Center by the 24th and Mission Street BART Station. This has been Ina Serrano for Open Book. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Erica Bridgman for engineering. Have a very pleasant afternoon.
Hi, this is Brian Edwards Teeker. As a KPFA listener, you need to know that your radio station is hurting. The recession has taken its toll. We've had to cut staff, and we may have to cut more. That's why it is so important that our winter fund drives succeed. And that's why we're asking for your help. The first thing we need is volunteers. We can't afford to miss a single call during the drive, so we need people in our phone room starting February 16th at 6.30 a.m. The second thing we need is challenge money. We're asking people to make conditional pledges to encourage other listeners to give. So if you can make a challenge of $200 or more, we're asking you to go over to kpfa.org and give to our challenge fund right now. That way, your early donation helps us start the fund drive strong. Do your part now at www.kpfa.org. This is 94.1.